Hello everyone and welcome to Chapter Brothers. My name is Nick Ackerman. And my name is Kevin Ackerman. <laughs> and today we're going to continue on. Um, we just passed the Slow Mutants and now we're going to go on to... Uh, Kevin, what is the name of this section? This is... I feel like the biggest change that we've had so far is basically... This is the change... They, he changed the whole title of this chapter. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, originally it was The Gunslinger and The Dark Man. And in the yeah. new version, it's The Gunslinger and The Man in Black. So ah. I feel like exactly. So I feel like a it, it might have been to so that it's a little bit not. I mean, it, I feel like he may have made the change so it's uh, not to be confused with the Dark Man uh, or the Walking Dude or uh, Randall Flag from the Stand. So <laughs> I feel uh, that I, that might be one of the changes. But I mean, maybe it was just because he hadn't referred to him as the Dark Man, and then just this chapter title comes out and. You might not be sure who he's talking about, so I guess to kind of simplify things, we're, we've got our, our biggest orange change is uh, completely changing the title of this chapter to The Gunslinger and the Man in Black. That is a big change. I, I, I didn't realize that, that that was a change, that uh, it was The Gunslinger and the Dark Man, and then The Gunslinger and the Man in Black. Mm. to the new one yeah just to give a little bit of context i just want to we were just talking uh right before we started and you were you were saying how you know you're still kind of uh sad about uh jake having died and all and i just wanted to Mm. you know kind of bring it in that uh i feel like that's kind of what the the story is like either expecting of us or what the story kind of wants us to feel just that we've built up this whole relationship between the gunslinger and jake until this point and now he the gunslinger has done what he's been dreading that he was pretty sure he was going to do all along and it's I, i feel like we got that feeling like in um the crucible in okay. i forget if it was like junior year or senior year of high school or something like the we read the crucible and then we saw i like i saw one version that was the movie and then we saw like a play version of it and every single time there's that one tragic point where uh i forget like uh goody proctor i want to say uh mm-hmm. the wife of yeah, this sounds, one guy that's right Exactly. Yeah, the, you're talking about the Crucible. Uh, uh, who's the author of that? Nathaniel Hawthorne or um, no, no. The Crucible no. is no. Never mind. No, it was, it's uh, the other guy. Yeah, uh, Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller. Yeah. So basically, yeah, yeah. The, there's this point where Goody Proctor is basically being interrogated, uh, and her husband has already confessed. Uh, I don't know. What, whatever the point is that it's this one point towards the end of the play where you keep hoping that she's going to make a different choice, but every time I see it, it's always the same. It always ends the same it's always way. Always the same. Like, uh, uh, and why, exactly. why are you making that choice? Oh, why? No. Uh, it, it, it's like watching Anakin Sorry, we exactly. always go back to Star Bring it Wars. Back to Star but Wars, like, yes, <laughs> another tragic it's protagonist. Like, exactly, Anakin making like a, the like. No, don't kill oh. those children. <laughs> yeah, don't kill your pregnant fiance. Come on, mm-hmm. or actually, no, they were full uh, on married at that missing. point. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Oh. So yeah, that's how I felt after the end of the last chapter, mm-hmm. right? And that's what we we're talking about. That like. Uh, Roland made a, a strong choice to step over Jake. 
and exactly. leave him behind and, and him falling below. And again, I, I haven't read this, but uh, I don't think Jake's dead. I hope Jake's not dead. And we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what yeah. happens. We'll see what happens. But I, I love Jake, and so does Roland. And we're going to see that in here because, like, he feels it in every moment of this. Is like, oh, your companion is gone. Uh, we'll get to it. <laughs> exactly. There's very much sort of like a, all right, well, I sold my soul, so let's see what it earns. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, just to catch everyone up, uh <laughs> Roland just jumped over Jake, and Jake fell in uh, uh, off a train trestle to his death. Mm. Question mark. Exactly. It was collapsing. I, I'm, I'm putting on... a question. I'm I'm putting a question mark on that death. But anyway, yeah, exactly. Uh, like, but like his Cynthia goal always says, get... uh, like Cynthia always says, if there's no body, you, there's always the chance they'll they'll come back. Exactly. I need to see the mm. body. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, so here's the first words of the next section, uh, which was entitled, uh, in my book, The Gunslinger and the Dark Man. Mm. And, and then the later changed is, to The Gunslinger and the Man in Black. Okay. Uh, the Man in Black led him to an ancient killing ground to make palaver. The Gunslinger knew it immediately, a Golgotha, place of the skull. And bleach skulls stared bland, blandly. Yeah, it does them. say blandly. Yeah, yeah. Cattle, coyotes, deer, rabbits. Here, the alabaster xylophone of a hen pheasant killed as she fed. There, the tiny, delicate bones of a mole, perhaps killed for pleasure by a wild dog. I'm gonna mm. stop there. Yeah, it's um, a very a very visceral kind of thing that after allowing Jake to die, he's led to this place that feels very very full of death. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very keep in keeping with like the th- the tone of the whole section, I would say. So Kevin Golgotha is it's uh, that's a biblical thing, one hundred percent. Yeah the the place where cru- uh, Christ was crucified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that that's what this feels like. It's like. Mm. We we are at the uh, crucifixion place. It, it, exactly. And it's like it it's dug in. It, right. They they mm-hmm. say that a lot. It's like it's like a bowl, a Golgotha. Um, yeah, I feel like the sacrifice. Exactly. The father has sacrificed the son at this point. Oh oh gosh. Wait. Okay. Oh, interesting. So so you're saying that Jake is Jesus and that, that Roland is God? What? Well, I don't know if he would be God, but in if we're going with the whole Golgotha to the crucifixion uh, Christ allegory, if anybody is Jesus at this point, it's got to be Jake. And I feel like Jake and Roland had this whole father-son type of relationship, so I feel like... It is sort of um, it makes you wonder kind of like what were uh, like God's, uh, you know, thoughts like mid crucifixion and and everything, because we like even the Bible only kind of shows it from Jesus's point of view, like, you know, forgive them. They know not what they do. And then after that, it's just sort of you're watching the disciples and you see like. 
what is it? Uh, one guy uh, denies Jesus three times, and then yeah. this other, uh, let's see, like other people are kind of Peter. go off into hiding. Yeah, exactly, Peter. So. It, our brother, one of our brothers, <laughs> indeed, one of our brothers. But uh, it's interesting that kind of imagining, like we have this whole theory. Well, I don't know about theory, but a lot of the faith is based upon the idea that, like, for God so loved His only Son that He sent Him to uh, die. Yada yada. So isn't that messed up? That, that's yeah. what I always thought about it. That, like, that's messed up, God. Exactly. You're like, I'm going to send this kid down here to die. Mm. You know? Like, I love this this child so much that I'm going to send him down here to get, like, beat the fuck up and, like, just straight up die. Like, like but the thing is, Roman times, you know? For he so loved the world that he sent his only son. So, therefore, it's a kind of greater good kind of scenario that the needs I, of the I many outweigh se- the needs of the all one. Sent down, I guess we're all sent down here to die. At, mm, at some in a point. way, yeah. Right? True. Mm. It's like, so, what can we do in the in the time that we're, that is given to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like in that, like, Bible verse, I feel like we've got a little bit of the Roland's motivations here is that Roland sees him getting to the tower as so important that it's maybe the entire world hangs in the balance. So he was uh, he felt the need that to get there was so important that he couldn't even save Jake. So I feel like, yeah, that's uh, so sad about Jake. So sad. Sorry. It's okay. Our, our um, empathy is our great I, strength. I, I still just one more uh, thing sure, on yeah. that first par- paragraph was alabaster xylophone. Mm. <laughs> That's that awesome. Great, uh, yeah, that is a great <laughs> metaphor. Uh, mm. Well, it makes me think of it's just like the um, he's looking at a um, a uh, what, what's it called uh, a spinal cord. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Of a hen fizzing killed as she fed. Mm. Oh, anyway, anyway, yeah. There's a so there the are next- there are a couple of changes in that first paragraph. Um, oh, okay. Go ahead. Really, only two. Uh, so first, we've got a grammatical change. He changed a semicolon to a colon, which is the correct choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is the most blue change we've seen. I think well, literally exchanging that, one that was a uh, semicolon. Now it's a colon. <laughs> it, 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 it advanced to a pro status out of its semi-pro. Uh, so let's see. <laughs> the gunslinger knew it immediately. Colon a Golgotha place of the skull. Because yeah. colon yeah. colon makes more sense there actually. Yeah. A semicolon <laughs> it would it would have to be a, an independent clause to connecting the two, but here uh-huh. it's just yeah. Golgotha, place of the skull. It's practically. It, yeah, I feel like two is like the bare minimum in order for it to be a list, but I feel still think it qualifies as a list following it. Um, and then yeah. we've then we've got in a yellow change, cattle, coyotes, deer, rabbits, bumbler. So adding in uh, that old uh, see, see, I I would have put the colon there. <laughs> yeah, cattle, coyotes, deer, rabbits. You know, like that's where I would have put the colon. Mm-hmm. Instead, he put a, a dash. He does love his dashes. Book. Yeah, he, I got a, a, a strong yeah, I got a dash. dash. In both versions agreed. <laughs> But I, f- I always feel like a dash gives you a little bit more of a optical kind of like uh, almost a bookmark place to look at. 
because the dash is yeah. going to draw your eye. Yeah. yeah. Where is it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think uh, sometimes um, a dash is like telling the reader that you're not smart enough to understand what's about to happen. So it's like, I, I really that. need to like put this out there in like a big, long dash. Be like, and now I'm going to say the next thing. Hmm. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I never really thought about dashes that way. But like could... a, a colon is like understanding that people will get it. And a dash is like, you really need to get this right now. It, 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 it's stronger. It is stronger, a dash definitely. is way stronger than a, a colon. Hmm. Mm, I could see that. Fair enough. But in any case, we added in Bumbler in there just to have another uh, species that's just specifically from this world. Didn't we talk about Billy Bumblers? Yes. A long uh, time ago? I think we said at one <laughs> that they're... Uh, uh, are you on the new one? Correct. Yeah, going back even to Brown and Zoltan, uh, at one point he mentioned, uh, you know, things that speak aren't very good eating. So uh, crows and uh, <laughs> Billy Bumblers, to be specific. So, yeah. Um, so next paragraph kind of just goes over Golgotha was a bull, uh, yada, yada. He could see Joshua trees and scrub firs. This guy was softer blue than he had seen for a 12 month, uh, in this very old timey kind of uh, way of saying, instead of just saying a year, uh, Something spoke of the sea in the not too great distance. And I love that kind of an indefinable something. Uh, and then he, he thinks to himself, I'm in the West, Cuthbert, he thought wonderingly, and then adds in. Oh, that. Wait, time out. Go ahead. Pause. Pause sure. right there. Um, I'm in the West, Cuthbert. Mm. I, I know we keep saying his name differently, but like. Yeah. It's clearly his fr- his his friend. Oh, totally. And, and he's like, I I finally made it. I yeah. finally made it, buddy. You know, to the west. Yeah. So that mm. magical, mystical place we always talked about as kids. Hmm. Yeah, it just seemed it like it, at that moment to me when I was reading, that, I was like, I'm here. I'm here, yeah. buddy. And exactly. he's gone though. Cuthbert is dead. Hmm. A long time ago. Long well, who time knows ago. how long ago? Yeah. And mm. I think in the original version, let's see, he, he's been ch- in the original. He was chasing the man in black for 12 years, and we don't know how long before then uh, Cuthbert, Cuthbert and uh, Olive Gilead fell. But in the new version, it almost makes it seem like it's been centuries, question mark. So, Ooh, yeah, it's, really interesting. Yeah. So huh. it's. See, see, I haven't thought of it. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, the more I think about it, it has been centuries. Absolutely. You're right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it's been quite some time since he's seen Cuthbert and seen Court and seen David the Hawk, you know? Mm. Oh, I, mi- I miss my friends, you know? Yeah. Is I what he's you. thinking. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then adds in, um, if, th- if this is not Midworld, it's close by. So I think at one point we talked about how Gilead, where Roland and his family are from, is located in Inworld, I think we said. So Inworld yeah, and then we did Midworld. Say it. This so, is Inworld and Midworld. Okay. Got it. 
We've exactly. Been, we've been talking about that for a while. Um, okay, so where are we right now, Kevin? Uh, so in world or mid world? I think we're right on the border, or something like that. But yeah. Well, well, I, I think right now is like, <laughs> oh man, this chapter makes me think that we are on um, the cusp of everything right now. Like this is the turning point. The, this 100%. whole chapter, it, yeah, big big turning point. <laughs> mm, that's for sure. I don't know what's going to happen next, but um, man, I am intrigued, mm. very intrigued about what's going to happen next because, um, oh boy, <laughs> uh, I'm so upset about Jake going away so (laughs) it's true i mean like digging in this close i feel like we feel that kind of uh loss i feel like more strongly than i usually would because i'll after because usually i would read through and be like oh my god but then just kind of rush to the end of the book and then go straight (laughs) to the next book but now we've had we've had a week to kind of sit and let it marinate and oh the pain is definitely real the pain Mm -hmm. oh mercy but the only way to uh, recover is to let time pass. So we got to let the book continue. So let's go. see. Let, 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 let's move on. The man in black sat on an ancient ironwood log. His boots were powdered white with dust and the uneasy bone meal of this place. He had put his hood up again, but the gunslinger could see the square shape of his chin clearly. And the shading of his jaw. The shadowed lips twitched in a smile. <laughs> Gather wood, gunslinger. This side of the mountain is gentle. But at this altitude, the cold still may put a knife in one's belly. And this is a place of death, eh? So here we've got an interesting part. I'll kill you, the gunslinger said. No, you won't. You can't. But you can gather wood to remember your Isaac. So, again, we've got another biblical reference and another father father killing the son reference. And but the gunslinger Uh, for for those who don't know, that's uh, that's, uh, Abraham. Indeed. uh, Was was brought to the uh, mountain and he, he was going to kill his son Isaac like God said kill your son uh, and I was like that's the most fucked up biblical reference I know oh, to totally. be honest I feel like <laughs> I feel like that section of the Old Testament is so much more old religion than it is like modern religion that nowadays people can't even fathom that choice or sacrifice but I feel like oh um, yeah it's, like, it's the kill kind of your thing. son like kill Just your son as to like, proof, to like, as proof of how much you worship me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. insane. You love me so much that you will kill your child. And I was like, wait, this is messed up. I think that was the first time uh, for me, Kevin, where um, I, I, I thought that um, Christianity was weird. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's definitely one of the the less defensible parts of the Bible, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> in order to prove your faith, I wanted you to kill your child. 
Yeah. And, and it also doubles down on it because Abraham is not a young man who can have other children. He and his wife have like prayed long and hard. And it's been there. Who's I think Abraham's like, wife? Rebecca? I think was Rebecca. It, yeah. And yeah, yeah. The, uh, they had uh, what was it? Um the like they had like waited so many years and they were like well past middle age at this point and yeah they were old they were yeah. old so mm-hmm. definitely and had Isaac like, and, and and like they were like you know you need to kill this kid mm-hmm. in order to like prove your faith and, and it just that always made me angry I was like mm-hmm. why 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 do you need to kill your child to prove your faith mm-hmm. and that's what this book is. I guess about yeah a little bit. It's it's kind of asking you that question of like, is this the right choice? A little bit, and mm. we will see in the long run. <laughs> the, 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 and then the very next line was the gunslinger had no understanding of the of the reference. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's calling himself the gunslinger at this point. And, and and that's where I. Um, Ooh, yeah, I see what you mean. That he's it's he's not kind of, he's not Roland. He's the gunslinger at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's uncoupling himself from himself. He's mm-hmm. uh, reducing himself to his function. Exactly. Yeah. So after kind of going through that whole process with Jake of like uncoupling and uh, kind of reducing him to just the boy. Now after doing so and making that sacrifice, he doesn't even want to think of himself as Roland anymore. He's just like, I'm just a tool. I am a function of this quest. I'm not even a person going on it anymore. Oh, oh, that just hurts. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it, it hurt, hurts me, too. That's for sure. <laughs> but also in that sentence, oh. we've got uh, the man in black saying, you won't, you can't. So I feel like there might, there must be some sort of like magic that's binding the gunslinger and the man in black together. That that maybe that's the reason why the gunslinger is shot at him like something like eighteen times and has missed all of them. Like first it, when he I'll, was over I'll, by the waterfall. I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. you won't. You can't. Um, no, you won't. You can't. And he he's already proven that. He tried to shoot him a couple times, and and every time he missed. Yeah. You know. Um. <laughs> and he's always been a good shot. Yeah, 100% accurate, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. But he can't kill the man in black. No matter how yeah. many times he tries to shoot him, he'll never kill him. Exactly, yeah. It, it almost makes me, like, I mean, I know this is more my thing than yours, but it makes me think of Pokemon. Like, there are certain types that are immune to other types, and a lot of the time, equal and opposite, like, ca- uh, characters can be immune to each other. Like, uh, there's one that is a ghost type, is immune to normal moves, and there's another one that's a normal type that's immune to ghost moves. So it's almost like the gunslinger is immune to the man in black's magic, but the man in black is immune to the gunslinger's bullets so the two mm. of them kind of have to reach this sort of impasse in the middle and talk it over instead of fighting yeah absolutely um <laughs> and for Man. anybody listening the two pokemon i was imagining were uh gengar and uh clefable because they they have very similar like silhouettes even except Gengar is this like black and purple guy who's a ghost but then Clefable is white and pink and much more like happy looking so the white and pink one is the normal one so yeah 
Though in later oh. versions, it's a fairy type, so it doesn't really match with the, the metaphor that I was talking about. But I'm getting into the weeds of Pokemon. But in any case, back to the Gunslinger. <laughs> uh, well, it might work. It might work, brother. I, exactly. I, I like that. Yeah, I don't know much about Pokemon, but uh, uh, it, it might work in this uh, setting. We'll see. Indeed. So, basically, Man in Black tells him to go get some wood. Uh, Gunslinger goes off, went wordlessly and gathered wood like a common cook's boy. Pickings were slim, no devil grass on this side. Uh, he returned finally with an armload and then added in an armload of likely sticks. Powdered and dusted with disintegrated bone, as if dipped in flour. The sun had sunk beyond the highest Joshua trees and taken on a reddish glow. It peered at them with baleful indifference. And here we've got a little bit of a change here. Um, Wait, so I, I have a bunch of questions there. Sure. Um, Josh, Joshua trees and ironwood. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I meant to look up ironwood. Um, but basically that's, that's wood that won't burn. Yeah, I think we mentioned ironwood in the past that it's basically just this really like hard uh hardwood that um is mostly used for like walking sticks and um what's his name? Uh quartz uh stick is made of ironwood. So oh, basically okay. it's yeah, it's this like super compressed like really hard wood that's almost as hard as iron as they say. So mm-hmm. yeah. So in Joshua trees we were talking about like um where they're traveling through mm-hmm. um to me that is uh well, Joshua trees are in like California in the desert area that there are these trees that are <laughs> impossibly growing mm. Josh Joshua trees shouldn't grow <laughs> but they do like I think we talked about acacia trees like right. a long time ago, but like mm-hmm. Joshua trees are like the same type of thing, like things that grow in a place that they're not supposed to grow. Mm. And and you too, but you know <laughs> uh, uh, mm. the band. Also, oh, yes, yes, the band. <laughs> <laughs> that that it is does. A, a seminal album, yes. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of one right now. In it almost... the name of love. Sorry. <laughs> too, too far. <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to continue on here. Yeah, Excellent. Excellent, the man in black said. How exceptionally you are. How methodical. I salute you. He giggled. And the gunslinger dropped the wood at his feet with a crash that ballooned up bone dust. Mm-hmm. Um... He came in and brought the wood back. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, there's a couple of changes in there thus far. Uh, after the talking about uh, Joshua Trees, originally it was all just one long sentence, but in the new version, uh, it has it broken up, as I said. It peered up with them with a baleful indifference. And in the original version, it said, uh, yada yada, the, had taken on a reddish glow and peered at them with baleful indifference through the black tortured branches. So I guess after this, uh, Stephen King must have looked back and actually done a, a search of what Joshua trees look like because their branches don't really have that kind of like branch kind of look. I feel mm. like the way Joshua trees actually look, they're kind of spiny and they almost a little bit more like bushy once they get off the, the once they get off the trunk. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, yeah, I feel like this is more of a, I don't know, uh, a biology change, I would call it. Uh, but, yeah, definitely a red change of subtracting the black, uh, black tortured branches. Uh... And then also added in the how uh, how exceptional you are, how methodical, how resourceful. I salute you. So the how resourceful was added into his compliments there for the men for uh, the gunslinger. Uh, All right. So, so the point is, besides the the semantics, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the man in black is looking at. Real- Great job, buddy. Good job, you, buddy. You did exactly. Oh, well <laughs> you done. You did everything oh. I wanted you to do. <laughs> you killed the girl in the like, town. You killed the little boy. You're wonderful. Uh-huh. The, that boy is gone, and now we're going to talk about things, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Man in Black said. Oh, there, I already did that. Man in Black did not start or jump. He merely began to lay the fire. The gunslinger watched, fascinated, as the ideogram, fresh this time, took shape. When it was finished, it resembled a small and complex double chimney about two feet high. The man in black lifted his hand skyward, shaking back the voluminous sleeve (laughs) from a tapered, handsome hand, and brought it down rapidly. Index and pinky fingers forked out in the traditional sign of the evil eye. There was a blue flash of flame, and there, and and their fire was lighted. <laughs> so that that was something. When I read that, I was like, "Yep, magic, magic! magic. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got magic. He can just make fire." <laughs> exactly. And he even says right after that, "I have matches, but I thought you might enjoy the magic <laughs> for a pretty gunslinger." Now cook our dinner. So, so, I, yeah. I, I'm putting it up for like, right? The it, ah, yeah. Index I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to explain like the the horns, like in like the rock fingers or whatever. But like that's what the gunslinger. All right, I'm sorry. That's what the man in black did. It's right. Like, boom. Blue flame. It happened. Hmm. But yeah, exactly. It's the pinky and index finger pointed up. And I'm just imagining almost like a taser where the little blue like uh, lightning goes from in between and just lights the the wood on fire. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, uh, uh, almost like. mm, All right. This doesn't work, but it it reminds me of Spider-Man. Like, yeah. But I think with Spider-Man, it's almost like it's coming from, like, his wrist. Like, I, I never really yeah. understood why he was doing that, uh, the two-finger symbol. Uh, it's, the- it's really, like, it, it's the rock fingers. Like, like exactly. let's be honest. Like it, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, like, Dio, come on. Precisely. <laughs> Dio has rocked for a long, long time. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, yeah, so it's been with our uh, deep dive that we've been doing into this book. It's been a while, but calling back to the very beginning of the story when the gunslinger is talking about the ideograms that the ashes of the fire are being put into, that he was theorizing that maybe spelling out some sort of a message for him. Who knows? But at this point, it just seems like uh, ideograms. That's what we talked about in the very first chapter. It's like... um uh, these ideographic images uh, in, in the um, uh, in the fire, and mm. it's like, oh, 
and this time I actually see how he made it. Yeah, in the and beginning. Exactly, explaining the the fascinated way that he's watching them. Yeah, so yeah, and it's interesting. Like, well, I mean, he, I guess he's finally caught him. He's finally yeah. caught him. He is. This is he, what's happening. Exactly. He's thinking back to all the the things that he's been wondering on his quest and the like looking at in like fascination on like the clues that he's been following. And here he has proof that this is right. This is it. But I'm sure it it's he's he's fascinated as he's watching. But I feel like the I don't know. He it almost feels I mean, I don't know if I'm projecting or not, but to me, it feels like kind of like his heart isn't quite in it in, in the way that it used to be. Who's who's our the, the gunslinger uh, the or gunslinger. Man in Black? Yeah, the gunslinger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. So, but in well, any case, I, I I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Wait, let's pause there. Sure, um, sure. I feel like the gunslinger, as he's going on his quest, and Roland is his name. On this, um, He's he's questioning what's next. Like like, do I really need to like keep doing this? Because I'm actually worried about Jake, to be honest. And, and that's where where his, his sentimentalities are changing. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Like like that's 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 why I'm feeling strongly. Is like Roland's like, yes, I need to go on to this mission, whatever it is. But he's worried about Jake mm. a little bit. Indeed. Well, I mean, I he's Maybe not worried about I'm him thinking. anymore. <laughs> mm, yeah, he is. I mean, I, I in my, uh, he sees from, his face in all the bones. That's about to happen, right? He, but I feel like that's more of a guilt thing. I don't know if he's worried about Jake's fate. I think now he's like Jake's fate is sealed, and so is mine. I've sold my soul to the devil for all of this. So, and it's, so it's so it's time to move on. Okay, I, I get it now. That's all what right. I'm thinking cool, that cool. he's thinking right now. Yeah, well, so. that's what I'm thinking as, as a mm. person who like loves people. <laughs> True. I, I'm I am worried about Jake. You know. Mm. Gotcha. <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, I, I, and I think Roland is too. But anyway, you 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 don't think you think he's straight up moved on. You, I don't he's... know if he's moved on. I feel like he feels guilty, and like at this point, it's more of a self hatred cycle, where he's like, uh, I had to do this for the sake of my quest and all. I had to, and he's almost like like we've established that the gunslinger is the kind of person who, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't think of himself as the kind of person who will really look back or uh, question his uh, question his motivations. But I think right here he kind of has been he I feel like right here he's feeling regretful that he's just sort of. uh, That's what I'm saying. He's definitely feeling regretful at this moment, but he also knows that he needs to move on. And precisely. I guess that's that's what we need to do too. But, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm having a hard time moving on. Understandable. <laughs> <From> Understandable. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, anyway, my point of view, I almost just feel like the gunslinger sees it as well. I paid the price of entry, so I might as well see what happens next. And yep. he he tried to kill the man in black a couple of times and didn't work. And now he's like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna have dinner. I guess so. Uh, Yep. Let's see. Okay, so this goes back to um, uh, something that Brown said 
in uh, it was that the the man in black shook out a, a rabbit and yep. like had it re- ready to go. So it, it, the man in black is a magician. All right. And uh, and this is why I like uh, what Stephen King is doing here, because he pulls a rabbit out of his sleeve. And, <laughs> that is true. Um, and, and usually it's like you pull a rabbit out of your hat or you pull a card out of your sleeve. And it's like, I pull a rabbit out of my sleeve. And it's like, I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, he's doing the magician tropes. He's got the, the patter. He's got his uh, dark outfit. He's got his uh, sort of chummy demeanor. He's got a, a crazy story to tell. He's, he, is an, he is a magician, yeah. <laughs> so yeah well, I mean, he made see. fire happen I, I said that too uh, a while back when we were talking about spark of fire where's yes. my sire you know and I was like oh this seems like magic and now here it is he's yeah. literally the man in black is making fire on his own hmm. you know <laughs> exactly yeah, so let's see. We've got so at this point we've got a couple of paragraphs where no real changes happen. Uh, the gunslinger kind of puts the rabbit on the fire, cooks it, but then he refuses to eat any of it, and he just eats some of the jerky that it's described as being salty, painful to his mouth, and tasted like tears. And so basically, Ooh, he's kind t- of tasted like tears. Oh, that's yeah. a good image. Exactly, <laughs> because he's sad. He's sad for Jake, man. Indeed. Oh man. And, and he's he's <laughs> he's just feeling like it tears. in all of his senses that his mouth is tasting tears, his his bones are weary, he's seeing Jake and like the skulls uh, all the skulls of this uh, Golgotha and all. Man in black is just like, well that's a worthless gesture, managed managing to sound angry and amused at the same time. Nevertheless, the gunslinger said, there were tiny sores in his mouth, the result of vitamin deprivation, and the salt taste made him grin bitterly. Are you afraid of enchanted meat? Wait, I I, want to real quick talk about vitamin deprivation. Um, Go for it. Is he having scurvy? Is that what's going on? Scurvy. That's exactly what I was thinking. Mm. (laughs) I I, I, I was talking about that uh, at a... (laughs) <laughs> our trivia night vitamin C deprivation vitamin C? is uh, is scurvy but what happens is your teeth actually like get gross like I, yeah. I looked up uh, pictures of like what happens to people when they have scurvy it's that hey. it, 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 like like your teeth get a big problem having to, to them um, is it that they get loose or so, they get so, like darker or what happens mm, it kind of just wears away um, the the gums from the, the teeth. It looks gross. Um, well, the real question I have, besides like the biological um, question we're talking about, is why? Why is the man in black have vitamin C deprivation? Uh no, the gunslinger does. Um, oh, I thought we. Were- Wait, am I wrong? Uh, yeah, because the there were tiny. Nevertheless, the gunslinger said there were tiny there were sores, tiny in, his sores mouth, in his mouth, and the salt taste made him grin. Yeah, he's talking about eating the jerky. Oh, so himself? 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Samuel I feel like the, those canned yeah, vegetables yeah. Uh, must not have bad. had any vitamin C in there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. He's been just eating meat. He hasn't had any uh, vitamin C, any fucking oranges or anything. Right. You know? mm-hmm. uh, are you afraid of enchanted meat? Yes, indeed. And the original one, it just says yes. So I don't know. Just adding in a, just a couple of more words for the gunslinger to say. Uh, so <laughs> the man in black slipped his hood back. The gunslinger looked at him silently. In a way, the face that the hood had hidden was an uneasy disappointment. It was handsome and regular, with none of the marks and twists which indicate a man who has been through awesome times and has been privy to great secrets. His hair was black and of a ragged, matted length. His forehead was high, his eyes dark and brilliant. His nose was nondescript. The lips were full and sensual. His complexion was pallid, as was the gunslinger's own. The gunslinger said finally, I expected an older man. Why? I am nearly Mm. immortal, as are you, Roland, for now at least. I could have taken a face with which you would have been more familiar, but I elected to show you the one I was uh, born with. See, gunslinger, the sunset. So yeah, we've got this description of the man in black. He's putting on a face. The man in black is putting on like a face that that, that, uh, Roland will except but uh, the man in, the man in black can do whatever he wants to do with his face you know that's why i thought the man in black was zoltan back before i always thought that the, the shapeshifter thing oh interesting <laughs> huh i never thought about that that he was kind of like doubling back in the form of a crow so then that would also kind of cement the dark man man in black connection because in the stand he turns into a crow a few times uh and watches out with uh for people but i don't know Mm -hmm. i like that idea so we'll just we'll put a pin in that uh but well so but but that's that's what he's it's what he's saying is like i could be anything that i want to show you but hmm. this is what you will accept. No, and no, no, like, it's the opposite. I, I, I he will says, put it on this face. He says, I could have taken a face with which you would have been more familiar, but I elected to show you the one I was born with. So this is kind of what the man in black kind of naturally looks like, more or less. But. I don't, I don't think the man in black has, I don't know. I don't think he has a face. I don't think he's a person at all. Hmm. I don't think he's a person at all. Like he's he's just uh, uh, he's taking on the form of of whatever everyone wants to see or what everyone doesn't want to see. I don't know. But hmm. Interesting. The Man in Black is just like just a thing that like. Do you think he's more force of put- nature than a person? Yes, absolutely. Mm. That's that's what I'm thinking, Kevin. Mm. <laughs> I could see that. I I could be wrong because <laughs> I'm reading this book for the first time. <laughs> True. Well, one thing that I wanted to highlight is just the fact that he says, "I am nearly immortal," at, and then in the new version it adds in, "As are you, Roland, for now at least." Uh, so. Kind of another another time that he's emphasizing that they're kind of two sides of the uh, opposite sides of the same coin. That uh, right, we're we're, we're going to get to Janice in a second. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
So let's see. But uh, just, da, da, just da, da, da. put that in there. Like, uh, as we said earlier, that uh, at some point the gunslinger said it had been like a thousand years since he had started his uh, his quest. So that would uh, kind of cement in the whole immortality thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my uh, but yes. I, I love this book. Oh, <laughs> I'm I know. fun reading. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Do-do. The sun had departed already, and the western sky was filled with a sullen furnace light. Mm. You won't see another sunrise for what may seem a very long time, the man in black said softly. The gunslinger remembered the pit under the mountains and then looked at the sky, where the constellations sprawled in clock spring profusion. Clock spring profusion? Oh, it doesn't matter, he said, softly. Now. <laughs> mm. Is that the end of section one? Yeah. Uh, uh, of, of the new one? Uh, okay. Hang on. the, the constellation sprawled in clock spring profusion. Kevin, okay. Have you ever looked up at the constellations in the sky? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> it's very cool to, to just look at the stars every once in a while mm. and realize that um, everything centers around the North Star, mm-hmm. you know? True. And also, I'm, I'm just, because, you know, we both live in right near cities, so I'm just tra- uh, changing our point of view to Roland is in this desert, he's at the top of this mountain, so he is going to have the pure, uh, like, undiluted uh, night sky ahead of him. So I'm sure he's seeing way more constellations than we can see with our uh, light pollution that we've got. <laughs> so I'm sure he's seeing, yeah. like, galaxies and nebula and all sorts of things, like the undiluted uh, stars above him. So it's probably way more impressive than the night skies that we get yeah well it's mm. gonna be a lot different but uh it's it's really cool to look at the stars uh changing over your your eyes when you're in a, a, a dark area mm. you know i i went camping with my students this past week and uh we we got away from the light of the city mm-hmm. and just to look at it every once in a while, it's like, yeah, we're small. <laughs> very, very, very true. And then there's a, there's a lot of things going on in the universe, and we're just like a little speck mm-hmm. in that universe. So, so I, I feel like that's what uh, Men in Black is saying. But interesting to me, the fact oh, that he no, says... No, 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 wait, time out, time out. That's what Roland is realizing. Is feeling. He, mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Mm, no worries. But uh, it's interesting to me what the when he says clock spring profusion makes me think that things are moving in sort of like uh, a radial like manner. Tick, tick, tick. Like, and so it makes me almost imagine like, like he's saying that uh, you won't see another sunrise from what may seem like a very long time. So it makes me feel like it's almost moving like in stop motion where you see like those uh, uh, time lapse photography of like the constellations moving like, uh, like spinning above you in the sky. So 
Hmm. I'm wondering if, like, that's kind of the time has been sped up in some way. Yeah. When, when I thought of that, I thought of uh, the fact that the North Star is stable on its own, and everything else moves around it. Mm. You know? Makes sense. Know. No, I got you. So... At the section one, we've had like one or two changes and like tiny little bits that don't really seem like they were kind of essential. Like at one point he adds in the word indeed. At one point he changes a semicolon to a colon. But these feel like just basically enough just to justify changing the page. But then section two comes around and we have got changes on changes on changes. So it is much more different. It doesn't matter, he said softly now. The man in black shuffled the cards with flying, merging rapidity. The deck was huge. The design on the backs of the cards convoluted. These are tarot cards, the man in black was saying. A mixture of the standard deck and a selection of my own development. Watch closely, gunslinger. Why? (laughs) I'm going to tell your fortune, Rollins. Seven cards must be turned, one at a time, and placed in conjunction with the others. I've not done this for over 300 years, and I suspect I've never read one quite like yours. The mocking tone, (laughs) I'm sorry, the mocking note was creeping in again like a Kuvian night soldier with a killing knife gripped in one hand. You were the world's last adventurer, the last crusader. How that must please you, Roland, with an exclamation point. Yet you have no idea how close you stand to the tower now, how close in time. Worlds turn about your head. Read my fortune, then, he said harshly. The first card was turned. All right. right. Go ahead, Kev. So we've got some major changes in there. I'm just going to start from the top and just read all the way through in the new version. Uh, The man in black shuffled his cards with flying hands (laughs) because the, what is it? The original flying merging rapidity. Just, if they're flying (laughs) hands, let's, let's calm down. uh, 1982 Stephen King. (laughs) Kevin, are you good at shuffling cards? Utterly, utterly terrible. I cannot do it to save my life. (laughs) I'm okay. I'm okay. But uh, mom was really good at at shuffling cards. True. Dad, too. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I shuffle cards, I think think of our mom and like... like, Like, yep. she could she could do it with with like no thoughts <laughs> mm. yeah Cynthia too yeah she's good at doing the box shuffle not I mm-hmm. but in any case so then the deck was huge the designs on the back convoluted so I feel like he's kind of going through and just kind of removing a lot of unnecessary words um, whereas the original said the design on the backs of the cards were uh Back of the cards, convoluted. Um, so, he capitalizes tarot in the new version. Um, these are tarot cards, gunslinger, of a sort. A mixture of the standard deck to which have been added a selection of my own development. Now watch carefully. So, again, we've got the to which I have added, the overly grammatic kind of thing. Um, and then he says, now watch carefully. Uh, wait. Yeah, originally you said watch closely. Uh, um, Kevin, what is your what is your knowledge on tarot cards? 
Uh, I don't know them well personally, but I have looked up what all of the cards that we're going to see mean. <laughs> I've never Liz, had uh, a tarot card reading, no. Yeah, my wonderful wife, Liz, uh, she does tarot card readings for people every once in a while. And, and she always says, it's like, well, I, I'm not a, a, a fortune teller or anything like that, but I know how to, like, tell people what these cards do. So th- that's where I'm I'm getting at with this is, like, tarot cards are cool and fun. But it's like a cool, fun thing to do. It's it's not true mm. to me. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like reading um, but someone's it, but astrological it's fun for people. Yeah, it's fun for people people to listen. You know, and I feel like that's it's... what we're we're about to get to. Precisely, yeah. I feel like it's kind of, there's enough leeway in what any of the things mean that you can kind of uh, fit it over whatever anybody's, uh, whatever's happening in anybody's life. Like, there are, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we'll see when we get, th- uh, as we move forward, but I feel like... yeah. Here, I think the man in black is just, he's kind of uh, rigged the deck in some ways to to say a specific thing to the gunslinger. Like, I don't think he, well, he actually the, shuffled. The, the whole fact, as, as I was reading this, I was like, oh, you have your own card, so... Yeah. I mean, I, I always thought that tarot cards are kind of bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and any type of, like... Uh, uh, fortune telling things it's a little bit of like eh, okay are are you actually reading the future or are you reading me right now oh yeah you a know? thousand percent yeah. they're reading so, you yeah uh-huh <laughs> so and that, that's what that's that's what i feel i could see that so and then he goes on. so okay. the man in black is reading roland at this point he's like yeah i've got a bunch of cards and some of my own and we're going to do this, but he's really just reading Rollins, you know? Uh, uh, I almost wonder, because uh, before you said, uh, I'm going to tell your fortune, but what he actually says is, I'm going to tell your future. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. So, oh, uh, another couple of changes. Uh, what he says, now watch carefully. The originally just says, why? And then the new version, he says, what will I watch? So a little slightly more polite, Roland, <laughs> as opposed to just being like, why? Yeah. <laughs> um, why? <laughs> I'm going to tell... Then Man of Black says, I'm going to tell your future. Seven cards must be turned, one at a time, and placed in conjunction with the others. I've not done this since the days when Gilead stood and the ladies played points on the West Lawn, and I suspect I've never, uh, italicized, read a tale such as yours. Uh, mockery was creeping into his voice again, and it cuts out the most random and, like... I, I, I kind of want to say distracting bit of simile I've seen in the entire book. The like a Scuvian night soldier with a killing knife gripped in one hand. Like, I feel like that is an entire story all of its own. But Stephen King is like, what the hell do I even mean there? So he crossed so, out the whole thing. <laughs> Kevin. Yes, I actually. Oh, oh he, he took that out. Kuvian took the whole thing night out. soldier. The Kuvian night soldier right? like, creeping okay. forward with killing blade gripped in one hand. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I looked that one up. I was like, Kuvian. Like, I was like, is there like, nope, 
it's there's no uh, uh, reference to that in our world. No, you know, Kugian. yeah. This is Stephen King in 1981 or 80 or whatever, uh, putting in some world building, and then later on he was like, "Yeah, I never did anything with that, so I'm just going to cross that on out here." Uh, so, so, so he just took it out. So Kuvian Night Soldier doesn't matter. No. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I was worried about that before. I'm like, who are the Kuvian Night Soldiers? My goodness. I mean, it, must it, sounds be cool. like, it sounds like a really <laughs> badass villain to, who's going to face against Roland. Maybe maybe they were the people who took down Gilead. Nope, didn't happen. Crossed it all off. Didn't, it's just gone. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's a, that's a red change. Then. Red indeed, yes. Uh, yeah. So then he says, uh, you're the last cr- adventurer, the last crusader, how that must please you, yet you have no idea how close you stand to the tower as you resume your quest. Worlds turn about your head. What do you mean, resume? I never left off. At this, the man in black laughed heartily, but would not say what he found so funny. So we've added in the word resume your quest. And at the very uh, beginning of at the very beginning of uh, the 2003 version, chapter one, it calls resumption. So what do you think that means? Wait, what? Say yeah. that again. In it uh, at chapter one of the of the new version of the book. Uh, let's see. It chapter one. Resumption. Resumption. Oh, that's a huge difference. That's oh, my a huge goodness. difference, yes. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, see, like, as I'm reading this and, and talking to you, Kevin, um, I, like, my mind is being opened. Mm. Resumption. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that makes That makes me think, these guys have talked before. Mm. They, they're resuming their conversation that they've mm-hmm. had many times over okay all right <laughs> mm. Ooh, that's now? great that's a, that's a great change <laughs> all oh, right load of mercy exactly but the gunslinger um, has no memory of this so he says what do you mean presume i never stopped and man in black is just laughing at him so well, we'll keep that in the back of our minds. It's 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 an interesting yep, yep. thing to no, think about. No, it's definitely in the it, it, it's actually in the front of my mind. But, mm. uh, but anyway, <laughs> all right. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. My you just broke my brain for a second. But <laughs> now I I'm understanding some things. <laughs> exactly. So here we go. The first the first card was turned. The hanged man, the man in black said. The darkness had given him back his hood. Yet here, in conjunction with nothing else, it signifies strength and not death. You, gunslinger, are the hanged man, plodding ever onward toward your goal over all the pits of Hades. You already dropped one co-traveler into the pit, have you not? <laughs> Oh. Well, so I have. Uh, let, let's, let's let's talk about one card at a time. <laughs> exactly. So the hanged man, according to tarot.com, which I'm looking at right here. Uh, uh, let's see. Upright. It usually indicates a lack of ability to help oneself through independent action. The energy is arrested and awaiting judgment. Uh, it represents a good time to be philosophical, to study or meditate upon the position you find yourself in. 
Yada yada. If it's reversed, that means that the seemingly noble deed of offering yourself as the sacrificial lamb, at least for the time being, is a useless gesture. Because that mm. seems to ring really strong with the whole Jake situation. Uh, there will be yeah. no benefit to the greater good. You will experience no expansion of consciousness. Holy crap. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. he doesn't say whether it's well, upright so, or reverse. So, so it's... It's some of, of of Jake's stuff, but it's also going back to uh, there was literally a man who was hung. Very the, true. Yeah, cook. You know. Yeah. The so. what uh, Roland uh, kind of said is his the beginning of uh, the end of his innocence. One might say uh, of him, you know, uh, letting his father know that the cook who was always kind to him and who he thinks was actually a righteous man was uh, killed because he was uh, he wanted to poison an entire town full of children. Um, so it's interesting that this hanged man kind of is kind of like burned into Roland's uh, his story or his mind. Well, and it's weird. As I was reading it, that the men in black said, this is you, Roland. And I was like, huh. All right. I guess he's the hanged man. In, in the fact that he, and, and what was the second thing you said, uh, Kevin? Um, the what that it was uh, the about, seemingly noble position, uh, seemingly noble yes. deed uh, has been a useless gesture, and there will be no benefit to the greater good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is is, is that's what Roland feels about himself, and that's what the Man in Black is telling him is like. What whatever you're doing doesn't matter. It mm. Seems, yeah, and or, the, even under here where it says the hanged man advice position, the hanged man advises you to surrender illusions of control, except that you have been overcome and deceived by your own devices. Having made your bed, you now need to lie in it. This is not a negative judgment. It's just that sometimes there are consequences for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Bad things can happen to good people. These consequences are not fatal, even if they're inconvenient or perhaps even embarrassing. So, again, also very good advice for Roland that he has made this decision, so he's just got to deal with it now and move forward. And he yeah, probably has exactly. no control over his situation. <laughs> oh, he turned the second card, the sailor. Note the clear brow, the hairless cheeks, the wounded eyes. He drowns, gunslinger, and no one throws out the line, the boy Jake. Oh. Before we go to there, I just want to point out a couple of different changes. Oh, okay. uh, he changed the word hell to n-a-r, N-A apostrophe A-R, just to, I guess, saying Roland's world has a different word for hell. Uh, and then adds well, what he says. Uh, the, the pit of Hades, too. Yeah, I guess exactly. we, we, we have some Greek mythology, too. Yeah, so he changes <laughs> it to Na'ar, which is, I guess, the hell of this world. And then he says, um, changes, I think in the original, it just says, uh, he turned the what is it? He turned the second card, and the new version, it says, the gunslinger said nothing, and the second card was turned. Yeah. So then, uh, there we go. Yada yada. The sailor. Uh, he drowns gunslinger, and no one throws out the line. This one is not in the standard tarot arcana. Uh, there is no the sailor card, from what I know. the The full list I've got here says the fool, the magician, the high priestess, the emperor, the empress, the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, strength, the hermit. Wheel of Fortune, Justice, The Hanged Man, 
Death, Temperance, The Devil, The Tower, The Star, The Moon, The Sun, Judgment, and The World. So these are actual these are actual tarot cards you're saying? These yeah. are the, the, the um, major arcana cards, yes. So then that whole part is about the same. Wait, We're just talking about I, the same. I just want to I just want to say one thing after um, he goes, uh, da, da, da. he turns the second card to the sailor, note the clear by the hairless cheeks, the wounded eyes, he drowns, gunslinger, and no one throws out the line, the boy Jake. But my favorite line is the next one that says, the gunslinger winced, said nothing, mm. which meant he misses Jake. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> and almost kind of he winced he winced at least we got a wince exactly yeah i feel like that's the the most emotion that the gunslinger is willing to to show the man in that, black that, that's that's all you're gonna get from the gunslinger yeah, yeah. A, a straight up wince and not a and, word uh you, you, oh the third card was turned okay this one's weird this one's a little on the nose uh <laughs> a baboon you read it you read it Kevin. all right a third card was turned. A baboon stood grinningly astride a young man's shoulder. The young man's face was turned up, a grimace of stylized dread and horror on his features. Looking more closely, the gunslinger saw the baboon held a whip. The prisoner, the man in black said. The fire cast uneasy, flickering shadows over the face of the ridden man, making it seem to move and writhe in wordless terror. The gunslinger flicked his eyes away. A trifle upsetting, isn't he? The man in black said, and seemed on the verge of sniggering. So again, no, I mean, really, the only change here is uh, in the original version, after he said, a trifle upsetting, isn't he? The, there was a capital T for the man in black, but the new version, it's just a lowercase. But yeah, um, basically, mm-hmm. there's going to be someone with a monkey on their back. Oh, okay. That... Okay, Nicholas, you should have gotten that. <laughs> you, when you say it's on the nose and it's like, oh, crap, I should have gotten that. It's like a lot of things go way over my head because I'm You're thinking too not deeply. a very good reader. No. Sometimes I'm not a good reader. <laughs> a I'm monkey all, on their back. <laughs> I'm also speaking with foreknowledge of what's to come. So, oh, okay. True, true, true. True. Um, I'm giving you the cheat sheet. <laughs> But in any the case, the prisoner, he's got he's got uh, dread and horror on his face. And there is a baboon Kevin, holding you, a whip. Have you, have you, wait, time out. Have you ever seen a baboon, Kevin? I have. Zoos, I guess. Strong. Oh, they're strong. Like they're terrifying. Different. Yeah. I, I, I saw a baboon try to break the freaking wall with, with a rock one day. It was pretty cool. I was like, hmm. you want it out. Yeah. You are primates, just like we are. <laughs> anyway, I don't know mm-hmm. if that matters, but uh, yeah. Yep. Monkey on your back is, is what you're saying. <clears throat> he turned the fourth guard. A woman with a shawl over her head sat spinning at a wheel to the gunslinger's dazed eyes. She appeared to be smiling craftily and sobbing at the same time. Lady of Shadows, Man in Black remarked. Does she look two-faced to you, Gunslinger? She is. A veritable Janice. Why are you showing me these? Don't ask! The man in black said sharply, yet he smiled. Don't ask, merely watch. Consider this only pointless ritual if it eases you 
and cools you to do so. Like church. He tittered and turned the fifth card. Okay, well, let's go back to the fourth card. Um, Indeed. Fourth card, we've got some additions. Uh, so he says, the lady, in sh- the lady of Shadows, the man in black, remarked. Uh, does she look two-faced? She is. Two faces at least. She broke the blue plate. What do you mean? I don't know. And in this case, at least, the gunslinger thought his adversary was telling the truth. So... Hey, we take out the Janus part and replace it with two faces at least. So there, oh, whoever he this took lady, out Janus? he did. Oh, okay. So, so we've got. So now there's the implication that not only two faced, but perhaps more. And third, we've got this idea of the blue plate, which the man mm. in black himself doesn't seem to what, know what it means. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it means. The blue plates. Indeed. She broke it. But we'll see what happens. So Janice, so. I was looking. You, you, do you know what, that's where we get uh, the, the month of January? Really? Oh, I didn't know Janice. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, sort of it's like about, facing one know, year and it's, it's, up the other faces near the new year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oftentimes... People will confuse Janus with Juno. Hmm. With Juno is uh, ugh, that's like uh, the yeah. Hera of, of of Roman mythology. Yeah, yeah. Precisely, Jupiter's wife. But Janus is is the two faced god and duality. It's all about duality. Is the big hmm. thing with Janus, right? J a n u s. But hmm. why did he take that out? Oh, cripes! I think that was really... A- I think there was... We mentioned Janice in the previous chapter where the gunslinger was talking so maybe- about look, he wanting to look back at Jake, but also looking forward to the man in black. So I think that the reason he took that out is he, he didn't want it to be um, <laughs> too like, this is what we're saying. They are <laughs> a, a duality, a, a black mm. and white, and good and bad and stuff. <laughs> And I think that like Stephen King went back and said, oh, maybe I'm, I'm I'm pushing it too hard, too early. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I could see that. Am I wrong, Kevin? No, I wouldn't say so. Oh, okay. I would say you're right. Uh, it's interesting, actually, speaking of tarot cards, in the previous chapter... Uh, Yada yada. When um, he, uh, right before Jake fell, uh, he said, uh, "The boy dangled a living tarot card. The hanged man, the Phoenician sailor, innocent, lost, and barely oh. above the wave of a Stygian sea." So it almost seems like th- either the gunslinger foresaw what the man in black was going to tell him, or the man in black is was kind of reading the gunslinger's mind and sort of pulling this image of the hanged man and the sailor directly out of the gunslinger's thoughts. Or, like uh, the Man in Black said, it's a resumption that maybe the Gunslinger had some sort of a deja vu to this whole tarot card reading. Yeah. Um, Oh, Mm. my gosh. Um, Oh, man. So, okay. Here's here's my big question that I have to ask you is, like, um, um, the Man in Black, is he a fortune teller? Does he know what's going to happen? 
like he, he's telling his fortune, but does he actually know what's going to happen? You know, it's like, yeah, I'll tell your fortune, but I, I, I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> mm. It's interesting. Mm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite so sure. And even if I were, I wouldn't really want to tell you at this point. So yeah, I'm just going to let you percolate on that me. one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, don't in any tell case. Me. <laughs> I like to guess. That's the fun exactly. of this, you know? Precisely. <laughs> so we'll see. It could be mm. somewhere in between those. Who knows? So let's see. So he's, uh, he tittered and turned the fifth card. A grinning reaper clutched a scythe with bony fingers. Death, the man in black said, simply, yet not for you. So in the actual arcana, death means... Okay, so in the original... Uh, wait, you're reading, you're reading from the new one, right? Because that's what Correct. you always do. Is you read the yeah. you read the new one, I read I read the old one. Um, right. <laughs> he tethered and turned the fifth card. The grinning reaper clutched a scythe with bony fingers. Death. The man in black said simply, "Yet not for you." Mm. Ooh, oh. I mean, death could be for anybody, right? Correct. And in tarot, apparently the death card is not about the literal death of any person. It may represent the death of something like a project, plan, or relationship. Also points towards a time of harvest, uh, symbolized in classical decks by the Grim Reaper, by literally reaping uh, crops and harvesting. Uh, Unless the fruits of summer are harvested, they are lost to winter's uh, harshness. And as the scythe cuts the cords that link us to the past, it liberates us to go forward without fear, because we have nothing left to lose. Everything being pruned away is recycled for the fertility of the future, so that nothing is really ever lost, despite seasonal cycles of gaining loss. That's that's precisely what I was going to say. It's like, death is not a bad thing. Yeah. Death is changed. Death is moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Precisely. <laughs> we were doing a whole thing on um, uh, the Mount St. Helens eruption and uh, what happened to the, the area around that uh, <laughs> that place after the eruption happened, and like it, it was actually rebirth of the uh, the plants and stuff. You know, it, it's the same thing with with like a wildfire, like wildfires like you're like oh this is bad or like eh, no actually it's it's natural it's natural yeah. for things to die and then other things come back indeed there are certain types of uh, uh evergreen trees that their their pine cones don't actually open unless there's a fire yeah mm. so yeah then but in this case oh. death yet not for here, you here, here's my question though kevin um mm-hmm. How is he placing these like like on a like a a, a cross? Um, these uh, cards. Well, he he says specifically in a minute. Let's keep reading. Um, okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no worries. No, it's a important question. But yeah, let's continue the sixth card. The gunslinger looked at it and felt a strange crawling anticipation in his guts. The feeling was mixed with horror and joy, and the whole of the emotion was unnameable. It made him feel like throwing up and dancing at the same time. The tower, oh, the man of black said softly. Wait, t- d- st- stop right there. Yeah, yeah. I love that. 
that sentence. It made him feel like throwing up and dancing at the same time. Oh my gosh, uh, that that really like makes me feel feelings like because that 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 is something I feel all the time. It's like I want to like puke and enjoy this. It also, uh. mm. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I I feel like that's almost religious zealotry in a way or just religious ecstasy that feeling of kind of no. you're just feeling all of these intense exp- uh, emotions at the same time the of like well how it's described in like early saints like saint Teresa and things like that of uh someone is just so overcome by the vastness of the universe and whatever whether they might attribute it to god or whatever the religion they might believe in just sort of this uh or some uh, some people have the same experience with like psychedelics or things that just this feeling of oneness and feeling so tiny in the enormous universe of kind of being overwhelmed both physically and emotionally yeah at least that's how i took it yeah no no, i i agree with you um it's that feeling of like i don't know what to feel right now Mm. I, I could either puke or like sing a song right now like like this, this is making me feel feelings you know mm. anyway. precisely the, the tower the man in black said softly so so that's the sixth card right indeed and adds in here is the tower uh so In the original Arcana, apparently the Tower Upright, in practically all renditions of the Tower card, disaster is striking or has just struck. The demons of madness and despair are released from ancient hiding places, and nature conspires with human failings to destabilize a society. The upheaval is collective Mm. and impersonal. Let us remember these images were created for the educated nobles and clergy, reminding them that they have the most to lose if the hierarchy is top Lightning is a fitting karmic payback for the guilt of those whose fortunes come from the exploitation or abuse of others. A modern subtitle might be Revolution, indicating that through drastic social change, oppressed people can find renewed hope of better times. Uh, So, yeah, so basically Uh, with the tower card, think. Yeah, yeah, with the tower. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. You go. You go. All right. With the tower card, I'm still trying to understand. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. With the tower card, think of yourself as an agent of transformation. This self-sacrificing role is likely to create stressful situations. Your vision shows you that radical change has already been unleashed by forces much larger than mere mortals, and therefore you are no longer resisting. Now you now you might be at the forefront, acknowledging and accepting the bracing presence of the future, bursting in on the present. Try to meditate. Uh, no, try to mediate the harsher parts of these changes as they unfold. So the most vulnerable are the most cushioned. Acknowledge yourself as well as the others in your life who are offering their resources to usher in a better future. So I feel like the tower in conjunction with the hanged man. I think this is a super important part of this book right now is like the tower. Like that's the whole point of this. Exactly. The MacGuffin of the whole trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Well, not Uh trilogy, but of the whole series. Yeah. And uh, Uh, not only that, but... Yeah, haptil- haptology, haptology. Mm. But so, yeah, to answer your question, um, the gunslinger's card occupied the center of the pattern. Each of the following four stood at one corner, like satellites circling a star. Where does that one go? The gunslinger asked. 
the man in black placed the tower over the hangman, hanged man, covering okay. it completely. Uh, what does that mean? The gunslinger asked. The man in black did not answer. What does that mean? He asked raggedly. The man in black did not answer. <laughs> raggedly. What does that when mean? When he asked somebody raggedly. Yeah. <gasps> Tell me. Give Tell me, me now. Son. What does it mean? Yeah. <laughs> Give me my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what movie is that? Uh, uh, Ransom. It, it's Harrison Ford, right? No, no, no. That was uh, Mel Gibson. Oh, it's Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Give me back my son. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah, Harrison Ford one is get anyway. off my plane. Yeah. <laughs> get off my the... That's uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the... Air Force One. Air Force One. Mm. <laughs> And then the Brad Pitt one yes, is uh, ragged, what's in the box? raggedly. <laughs> oh, what's in the box? That 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 would be asked raggedly. What's exactly. in the box? Oh, yeah. oh what's in the box? <laughs> Kevin, I had nightmares about seven. Mm. <sighs> I actually had to call home after seeing that movie and being like, "Mom, is everybody okay?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, everybody's fine." And I was like, "Okay." <sighs> Could you I, tell I me just, I'm okay? I just watched this. <laughs> Can you tell me I'm okay? Yeah. Oh, oh, I think that was the real thing. <laughs> I know you uh. will, buddy. Because <laughs> really, when you're uh. calling home for reassurance, that's what you want to hear, is that everything's okay. Don't worry about it. It's just a movie. Yeah, I, I raggedly asked people sometimes i'm like is is this okay oh my gosh <laughs> what happened and then the, the the man of black did not answer god damn you mm. no answer then what's the seventh card mm. so the the hanged man represents the gunslinger in the middle of the pattern we've got these other four cards that are the sailor the prisoner the Lady of Shadows, and Death. And those are all placed equidistantly at the four corners around the gunslinger. And then the tower eclipses the gunslinger entirely. So, as we said, uh, let's see. So, according to... Over, over the hangman. Exactly. So Because, because the, the hangman is... Okay. Um, the hangman is Roland, and mm -hmm. the tower is what's... Uh, Making him go on, right? Kind of, yeah, basically the the tower is the is Roland's quest, as it were. So, as he said here, uh, so the man of black said it signifies strength, not death. You are plodding ever onward over towards your goal over the pits of Nar, and the t so the tower he doesn't explain at all. But if all right. we go, pause the sure. pits of Nar. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, that's kind of like the. I, I'm assuming that's just Roland's world's uh, equivalent to hell or Hades. Okay. Hmm. Cool. So. Yeah, I was just. True. Yeah, that is a change there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not cool, but that is a change, right? That's indeed, a new yeah. addition. Is the pits of Nar? Yeah. So, N A R. N A uh, N A apostrophe A R. That's why I'm giving kind of like Nar. Nar. Yeah. So if we go back to the original arcana, if the hanged man represents 
like if there is, you know, surrender your idea of control. Uh, there's a sacrifice that may have been meaningless. And then the tower represents an agent of transformation and revolution that maybe events will be turned on their head. And uh, let's see that. I, I, w- I wish Liz was here for this. Uh, mm. we, we need a guest because she really understands tarot and like reads it for people every once in a while. And like, and I was, I was talking to her about this section and I was like, uh, I think there's only actually two tarot cards, like actual tarot cards and the rest are man of blacks creations. Mm. Um, but the two are the hanged man and the tower and death, right? And death. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the death card? Uh, death, the death card, uh, that was the one that sort of represents a change and, uh, you know, kind of out with the old and in with the new and sort of letting go of, uh, you know, your old, uh, letting go of your baggage, one might say. Um, okay. so but, basically if you put yeah. all three of those things together, you've got the hanged man, which represents a kind of a needless sacrifice, uh, but also a... Then death represents sort of a change and a brand new sort of out with the old and in with the new. And then the tower represents a revolution. And the advice for the tower is the self. Think of yourself as an agent of transformation. And this self-sacrificing role is likely to create stressful situations. And you Mm. are the radical change has already been unleashed uh, by forces much larger than you. And therefore you are no longer resisting. So I feel like this is very indicative of Roland's kind of position kind of in the story, more or less, is that he's made this huge sacrifice. There is right here is this time of change and he's about to kind of be taken over by forces beyond his control. And that is what the tower represents. Yeah. Well, all makes sense. And that's what we're going towards is exactly to to the tower. And um, we've got uh, these uh, these other well four of the of those cards. Uh, the sailor, the prisoner, the lady of shadows are all new cards. So those might represent those represent something moving forward. Yeah, and I guess we'll so, find yeah, out exactly. So um, the yeah, so yeah. Why don't you go on for then, so then, then what's the seventh card? The man in black turned the seventh. A sun rose in a luminously blue sky. Cupids and sprites sported around it. The seventh is life, the man in black said softly. But not for you. Where does it fit the pattern? That is not for you to know, the man in black said. Or for me to know. He flipped the card carelessly into the dying fire. It charred. Curled and flashed flame. Gunslinger felt his heart quail and tur- I- turn icy in his chest. Sleep now, Man Black said carelessly. Perchance to dream and that sort of thing. I'm going to choke you dead, Gunslinger <laughs> said. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it is a hilarious outburst for no apparent reason. How <laughs> many choke you did? <laughs> oh gosh. 
And like, um, so the Man in Black is like being very like calm and very and, like mystical yeah. and like here are these like tarot cards and blah blah blah. And then the gunslinger he he has only one response to every stimuli, <laughs> other except for Jake. His one response to everything is kill, kill, kill. <laughs> I, ha- I have to kill this thing yeah. that is is against me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh Roland. So a few changes <laughs> in there. Uh, so. After he says, um, so interestingly enough, death is one of the major arcana of tarot, but life is not. There is no life card. Uh, there is a card. Isn't? No. So, yeah, we do have, uh, the star, the moon, the sun, the actual tarot cards. Wait, I'm sorry, Kevin. In the actual tarot cards, there's no life card. Correct. Yeah, there is. So it seems pretty negative. The whole tarot card reading process. Well, similar, <laughs> similar to what is described, we do have the world, the sun, the moon, and the star. So it's not. And there's also uh, the wheel of fortune. So I feel like some of those things might be represented in the world or the moon or the star, but uh, nothing is specifically life. There are there are positive cards in the tarot and all. Um, yeah, the sun rising in a luminously blue sky does kind of represent. Uh, well, let's see. There's the sun card. There's the star, which has a star in the sky. But uh, there are uh, th- uh, the three cards that I'm looking at here. I do see. Well, the moon, I guess it's supposed to be the moon over the sky, but it's yellow and it's got the, the rays sticking out. So it kind of looks like the sun, but I guess it's supposed to represent the moon. Um, so there are similar cards. But in any case, in so in the new version, what it says instead is so this, a sun rose in a luminously blue sky. Well, below the sun was a great red field upon which it shone roses or blood. The gunslinger could not tell. Perhaps he thought it's both. So here we've got a different description of what this card is over this bright red field uh, on the ground. So could be roses, could be blood. So another thing to keep in mind for the future that this has been added in. And then Um, uh, just wait, wait, uh, before we move on, sleep, sleep, perchance to dream. Hamlet. It's Ephraim, Kev. Hamlet, yeah, indeed. <laughs> sleep, perchance to dream, but in that dream, what's? Uh, but in that sleep, what dreams may come? Uh, no, but in that sleep mm-hmm. of death, what dreams? What may dreams come? may come? Mm. Oh, that's like the saddest movie I know. <laughs> oh, what the Robin what Williams? Dreams oh, may yeah. come? Indeed, yeah, yeah. a very good movie <laughs> that I feel like uh, doesn't get enough credit. Uh, it's a very, it's a fascinating yeah. idea of sort of what happens after death, and I feel like what uh, happens after death, and that's what yeah. this book is all about: what happens after death. Mm. You know, exactly, mm. and that whole uh, monologue, you know, to be or not to be—that is the question. Basically, Hamlet is con- contemplating suicide at this point. So, to be mm-hmm. or not to be, uh, whether it is nobler in the mind uh, to suffer the slings and arrows of that fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing, end them. To die, to sleep, no more, and by a sleep to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished. To die, to sleep, to sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come? 
When we have shuffled off this mortal coil, might must give us pause. There's the respect that makes calamity of so long life. So basically he's saying... Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. many thoughts that yeah. you just put into my head. Should I live? Should I die? Damn you, Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> if I live, then I'm going to try to uh, struggle and take arms against uh, a sea of troubles. This is very much Roland. He's taking arms at all times. He's got to, he is bearing his two guns uh, against whatever life is throwing at him and or and by opposing to end this mortal them. coil like mm. it, 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 I'm, I'm stuck in this world. Precisely. This is what he's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Or by opposing, should I end this sea of troubles myself and to kill myself, to die and to sleep no more, to sleep to say we end the heartache and end the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished. Basically, it's it's uh, that sort of peace is something that uh, one could hope for, but to sleep perchance to dream so in that sleep of death what dreams may come so who knows what's going to happen in the afterlife who knows what's going to happen directly after this so again going back to Roland he's like maybe I have killed myself in a past life and just found myself back here in this desert Uh, once again wait uh, so did Roland kill himself we don't know I don't know I guess we're going to find out. Okay, Kevin, this brings up strong feelings in myself. Because uh, I've had friends who have committed suicide, and, oh. and it really is it's sad. Of course. Um, and I always thought to myself, like, what were they thinking at that moment? Mm. To, to say, well, let's end it. Um, and a, a different thought. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh Hunter S. Thompson. Right. You know, and, and his, one of his big things was like, I want to end it on my own. Um, his own terms. Yeah. On my, on my own terms. And, uh, and I had a friend who, who's, and, and he is still with us, thankfully. Uh, but he said to, he said to me one day, he was like, Nick, I'm going to kill myself. Hmm. But not today. Like oh. it, it, it's it's like it's it's going to happen at some point. But today I'm okay, and I, I was like, oh my gosh, it like it, it like broke my heart. Like yeah, me too. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just like oh man. He's like, I want to end it on my own terms, kind of deal. And to me, well, honestly, when he said that to me, I, I was. I felt the exact same way you just did, like clutching your heart, like, oh no, come on, buddy, like it's gonna be okay. And he's like, no, no, this isn't sad. This is me taking control over my life, kind of deal. And Mm. I don't know. I'm not going to kill myself. Mm. (laughs) I hope you don't either. But uh, certainly don't have people who do. For for people who do commit suicide, like I, sometimes I can get it, mm. you know, and I I wouldn't do it, but like it sucks. But yeah. 
I, I, I can get why you would do it. Mm. Sort of this feeling of like never ending kind of despair. I'm almost imagining that nothing in your life seems under your control. So you can you can do this one thing that would be 100 percent within your own control. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very sad. Uh, and that's how Hamlet felt. And that's pr- kind of how Roland's feeling right now. He's like, or, or did Roland already do this? Uh, we'll f- I guess I'll find out. We'll find know. out. So <sighs> the seventh yeah. is life. Okay, where where are we? Uh, do 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 do. He dreams. Oh yeah, we we're Ooh, up to the so end. So wait. So uh, that is not for you to know or for me to know. And then in the new version, it adds in. Um, I'm not the great one you seek, Roland. I am merely his emissary. So now we know that the man in black is not the final the final boss, to put it in video game terms, that there is someone much higher up on in the uh, in the hierarchy than the man in black. Yes. OK, that's actually yeah. good knowledge. I, I, I yes. didn't think of that. OK, he's so the, the man in black is the not the, the ultimate boss. Yeah, exactly. he's, he's like the, the guy on the way to the guy. OK, Google. Mm. So then, that got heavy for a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sure, we we should put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode that we yeah, do discuss so. suicide. Yeah. No, no. Hey, the one of the hallmarks of this podcast is that we are chaotic good. We never know which direction the conversation is going to go, but we always hope that we're aiming in a positive direction. Yeah. So, well, I mean, just hearing a thing doesn't make you want to do a thing. You know, it, it, it's good to talk about it, you know, and that's the exactly. whole point of Hamlet, you know, like and or Hunter S. Thompson's whole writings was like about uh, existence and living and like, why are we here? You know, mm. I don't know. Uh, Very true. Uh, man, I, I'm going to need to like take a break after this one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I understand. But yeah, um, so uh, it's a a very, I love you too. Love you too, buddy. But so it's a very heavy kind of end of the chapter. And probably I went into a little bit too much uh, detail in the Hamlet quote, but I, you feel things a little bit more deeply than I do. I'll, uh, you're, you've always been a little bit more sensitive. Mm, Sorry if I'm, I'm bringing too much out here. (laughs) I think you're sensitive too. Uh, In my own way. way. Uh, True, true. I'm, I, I, I consider myself a little bit more the Donatello and you're the Michelangelo of this relationship that I'm, I'm the one who, (laughs) (laughs) i'm the guy making the tech and doing the gadgets yeah Yeah. and uh you're the guy i uh, I just want pizza okay well not that you just want but i'm saying you're the heart yes i mean who doesn't (laughs) not to be honest (laughs) uh interesting yeah you you think of yourself as the donatello all right well, huh. certainly in terms of the, you know, going line by line and noting every single change in punctuation. And I've got a whole system for all the different changes and, I'm and like, whatnot. Yeah, dude, Calbunga. Well, you got the trivia. You got the fun stuff. You've, you're you're the, the intro and the outro of every episode. Uh, I, I didn't mean so, to. I, sometimes, sometimes I like to think of myself as more of the Raphael, really. Um, <laughs> I could see that. The, the, cool, the cool one. Like, the, the one who wants to, like, do effort and like 
fight the bad guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just Michelangelo. <laughs> I mean, I feel like yeah, you're, you're... You're right. I am Michelangelo. No. You're right. <laughs> I didn't mean it in a derogatory sense whatsoever. I was literally trying no, to say no. that. Michelangelo is awesome. He's an yeah. important member of the team. <laughs> 100%. He's the heart. Yeah. Because I feel like... I, I never even considered Raphael the cool one, personally. I always thought of him as the broody and, like, overly negative one that kind of took everything... Of, uh, took everything personally and he's the one who's always kind of running off by himself and he's brooding and whatnot yeah Yeah. kevin i'm the only one who moved away that's why i always thought of myself as the Raphael. it's like i'm doing my own thing (laughs) which is i mean uh it's important for your own story let's uh it's it's not a negative thing of you you know leaving or whatever you you chose to to live on the other coast and i feel like there's nothing wrong with that at all yeah. And I do miss pizza though, so yes. True, yes. I'm more the... of a Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh my goodness. But yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, we, this oh wait. Time out. We're not yes. done yet. Correct. So uh, uh that go ahead. uh hang on. So that sentence, I'll choke the light out life out of you. Uh is that what he says? Uh I'm going to choke you dead, the gunslinger said. I'm going to choke said. you dead. So, in the new version, he changed that to, what my bullets won't do, mayhap my hands will. Uh, so, basically just saying it in a more flowery term, but basically it's the same thing as, I'm going to choke you. Uh, so, his legs coiled with savage, splendid sweetness, and he flew across the fire. He flew across the fire at the other, arms outstretched. The man in black, smiling, swelled in his vision and then retreated down a long and echoing corridor. The, the world filled with the sound of sardonic laughter, and he was falling, dying, sleeping. He dreamed. Mm, so That's different than the original. True, yeah. In the original, uh, well, what do we so got? First of all, first of all, let's just talk about like what happened there. Mm-hmm. He, he jumped across the fire at him like he's like I'm gonna choke you to death, and uh, the the man in black said nope, mm. you can't you can't kill me. So uh, do 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 uh, There was the word obsidian was in there in exactly, the original. Yeah, uh, yeah. Long and yeah. echoing corridor filled with obsidian pylons. The world filled with the sound of sardonic laughter. He was falling, dying, sleeping. So, <sighs> he really didn't like what the man in black had to say. A little bit. Right? Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, well, because that's so, one so. part That's one part we didn't mention. That um, So, uh, Gunslinger says, where does it fit in the pattern? This is not for you to know or for me to know. I am not the great one you seek, merely as emissary. He flipped the card carelessly into the dying fire. It charred, fire, yeah. curled, and flashed into flame. The Gunslinger felt his heart turn quail, tur- his, felt his heart quail and turn icy in his chest. So basically, it, this almost feels like uh, sacrilege almost that he, this last card is life and the Man of Black says it's not for me to know and he discards life into the fire so and the gunslinger oh. has this visceral reaction of like his heart uh, turning icy in his chest and uh, so basically he's almost saying like the you callous can't regard take my that life you have for away life. from me that easily you know yeah. like or life, in life is important to me 
Exactly. Life yeah. is important. Exactly. Precisely. And I feel like that oh almost feels like the lesson that the gunslinger has learned from the whole Jake situation is just to honor like how precious the individuality of life may be and to protect it. Uh, or maybe I'm just being, you know, uh, hopeful of Roland, but in any case, life, yeah, life was destroyed, but Roland feels this icy chill in his heart. And then basically, uh, Man of Black says, sleep, perchance to dream or whatever. And then, so the gunslinger, as a result to him throwing fire, uh, life into the fire, that is what made him want to strangle him. Mm. So I feel like that he, kind he, of, he was like, he's like, you're just throwing my life into the fire. Like my life is important. And that, right. that's, that's Roland realizing. It's like, no, I want to live, you know? I, and, and he worries about Jake too. And like, <sighs> sorry. Yeah. My brain is, is, is coming to, to terms with what's, what we're talking about. Indeed. And, Which... and the man in black, the man in black is, uh, <laughs> And what's his name again? Did, did we get his uh, name? Walter. Walter. Um, well, that's the name he gave. True. He he takes on diff- different forms and stuff, you know? But, uh... Oof. I just feel like he's... Oh, man. Oh, Kevin! Oh, this existential crisis that I'm having... Mm. <laughs> Every time we talk about this book, and now it's getting worse. Okay, but it's fine, or or better. I don't know. Come to grips with with it is good. <laughs> exactly. It's all about change and uh, transformation and moving forward. Mm. So wait, what I wanted to say was um, the obsidian the, columns. The whole point. Well, obsidian. Obsidian is cool. True. Igneous rock. Hey, mm. black. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> go back to science all right thank you for grounding me for a second yay science um no no, no i'm talking about the man of black and like the uh the discussion he's having with roland right now is he's like what do you want to do next here are your choices you have choices you could just give it up you could throw it in the fire if you want or you can move on and that's what I feel like is what's happening. Interesting. See, I almost feel like that's more what happened with the Oracle. I feel like the Oracle was saying, you've got a choice. Like, you could move on. You can turn back with the boy or you can move on to the tower. And she kind of made it seem as though it was one or the other. But then once he gets to the Man in Black, Man in Black is saying, this is your future. He's almost presenting it as immutable. This is destiny. Yeah. yeah, I always hated that concept of destiny. Honestly, when, whenever it was always, it was like you. This is the path you're choosing, and it's it, not even choosing. This is the path that you are laid upon, and you will get to here regardless of what happens in your life. Mm. And to me, I hated that. Yeah, always in my life, and I was like, no, I can change. I can change things. Or can it's we? True. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I definitely don't see myself as a fatalist either. Definitely. we. I do believe in the concept of free will, that we, we have the options and, you know, whatever you choose. Uh, I feel like... I don't know. I want I want to believe in sort of the that our choices aren't predestined, that there is an element of chaos within all of us that could change things on a dime. 
Yeah, I just randomly moved to Seattle, so that changed a lot of things. And I met my wonderful wife here. Like, yeah. that wouldn't have happened if I stayed in New Jersey. So, you know, sometimes, or or maybe that was destined. Who knows? Who knows? Because that's always the problem. You can't see things from an outside lens. We can only see the world through our own eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Oh, Kevin, case, that was a that was a heavy one, man. It was a heavy one. Yeah, uh, are, we, are, we, are we done? Oh, uh, I think we're done. Yes, I just want to point out the like the way that he describes the man in black smiling swelled in his vision and then retreated down a long and echoing corridor. Like to me, that almost sounds like what happens when like either, he went away. Did the man in black go away? Like to me, it almost or, sounds or like they keep talking to each other. Uh, well, they, I, I stopped they the key talking. dreams. Uh, they will keep okay, talking. Yeah, they, they keep but talking. All right. To me, okay. that almost sounds like what happens when a person is like drugged or when they're like, uh, like almost like uh, passing out, like basically like your perspective suddenly shifts and you get so almost like nauseous or something. Yeah. It goes from like filling your vision to all of a sudden it's going down into this like pit in, and like everything around you turns dark. So I almost feel uh, like maybe mechanically. Had, have you ever had that happen to you? When you're uh, like, I don't know. I, I have fainted like, before and this stuff like that has happened. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like, um, like, gotten been like roofied or whatever. Sit, no, no, no. Sitting in a room and like all of a sudden everything seems far away, and you're like very small, and everything else like, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I can <laughs> I can imagine what you're talking about, but that I don't know if that's ever happened to me. Are you saying in terms of like, like existentially, or do you mean literally, like your your vision wise? Like, literally, my vision and my thoughts were like, oh, it's probably because I was tired, you know, mm-hmm. and like I was probably wanting to go to sleep or whatever. It's usually before I was like taking a nap or something, but I'd be like watching TV. And all of a sudden, the TV would seem like it's, like, hundreds of feet away instead of right there. Interesting. Like, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, maybe that's just me. But, I mean, uh, who that, knows? That's what that made me think of, like, mm. like that tunnel of, like, okay, I need to, like, just just take a nap right now. <laughs> yeah, what and it that's made what me... Roland does. Is he, he dreamed. He dreamed. <laughs> so what it made me think of is sometimes uh, when I've got like low blood pressure and I like stand up too quick and like my vision kind of like all clouds over and like for a second, like it takes a second for me to kind of like blink back like the, the spots or whatever in my eyes and like to like be able to see again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah, kind of like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. it it's, it's just a weird thing that I felt in my life. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm very small and everything else seems very big and far away for some reason. Mm. Yeah, it's probably a stupid feeling. But <laughs> you are not stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. That's what I always say to my students. They're like, oh, I'm stupid. You're not stupid. Never say that. You're right. awesome. I love you are you. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, so what are we reading to next week? Yeah, this is a heavy one, brother. That was a heavy one. You. Yeah, 
Uh, four seems pretty short, so let's see if we can let's let's read through three and four, and if we get onto a bunch of tangents, maybe we'll just stop at the end of three. But I feel like one and two, four. one and two, we got like, through this in a is good all that's uh, left. Yeah, very exactly. very little left. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're almost done with the gunslinger! Yay! And then it will go on after that. But uh, Kevin, I'm so happy like that we've actually gotten through a book. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, so until then, so we'll go to like three and four next week. Yeah, we'll read through section three and four next week. Uh, Can you give me the last line? Last line of section four. Uh, So he says, hear me now, Roland, son of Stephen. Would you hear me? Yes. And so the man in black began to speak. So where it says the man in black began to speak. Okay. Man in black. Okay. That'll be a good time to stop next week. But until then, thank you all for joining us um, here on Chapter Brothers. My name is Nick Ackerman. My name is Kevin Ackerman. Long days and pleasant nights. And may you have twice the number. I love you, brother. (laughs) I love you too. Bye-bye.